my friend, and welcome. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day, your busy schedule, to seek God. You've made a brave choice. You've made an incredible choice. And whether you believe today or struggle with belief and whether you're religious or not, seeking God is the greatest thing that you or anyone can do. Of course, we're taking the risk that not only is God there, but God wants us to pursue him. And because of that, the journey will be rewarding. In our time together, we're going to worship, we're going to pray, read, and reflect. This is your time to seek God, and I'm only here to help. If you're able to, and I think you are, free yourself of distraction. Turn the screen off, stop doing whatever you're doing, and give yourself just for a few minutes to this activity of seeking God. Once you're comfortable, let's begin. Close your eyes, take in a deep breath, fold your hands, do whatever you need to do. But just consider that you are about to speak to the creator of everything. And no, it's not meditation. It feels like it maybe, but it's not because meditation is turning inward. But prayer is intentionally reaching outward beyond ourselves to the source of everything. I say it often, but it's like we're reaching into the void. What will happen is unknown. But of course, haven't you found that that's where the adventure actually is? Now speak out loud or in your mind. An unlimited God is not limited to what is spoken. He knows even your deepest thoughts. You can express your intentions for this time by saying something like this. God, how should I think about politics? How do you think about politics? Show me how to think and how to live. Now take a moment and express these thoughts to God in your own way. And now we'll read scripture, and we do so because we believe that God has communicated and he's revealed himself to people who have written down their experiences for our benefit. Do we have to understand it? Of course not. Do we have to be Bible scholars? Certainly not. But it is important that we receive it and believe that God communicates. So today we'll read Romans chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. These verses say, Everyone must submit to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and those that exist are instituted by God. So then, the one who resists the authority is opposing God's command, and those who oppose it will bring judgment on themselves. Someone is always mad after an election. Maybe everyone is mad. One side thinks the other is cheating or stupid or worse. We look at our politicians like demigods who will fight our battles and champion our values. So it feels like a personal loss when our side loses. But how many times have you noticed that even when your side wins, the fruit of that candidate rarely meets the expectations you had? 
and so we pray on our knees that things will go the way we believe they should, and we rejoice when they do and dread when they don't. And yet over all of it looms the only one who matters at all. Of course, God himself. Paul isn't presenting a distant God as though we need to petition him into action, beg for attention, intervene lest we elect the wrong person. No. God has placed these rulers into the positions they're in, and not only the authority themselves, but the office they hold is from God. This alone should be a huge weight off our shoulders. We all have our political opinions but lack the power to make them happen. But God does. So rest in it. It's probably a good thing you're not the king. But then what? How do we act? How do we speak? Paul tells us, Don't resist. Don't fight. But didn't Paul? Didn't Paul appeal to Caesar? He spoke up. Yes, he did. He was bold in his defense of Christ. He was bold in his defense of truth. But he wasn't physically violent. He didn't protest. And he didn't attack the individual. Eventually, Paul would be thrown into prison. And according to tradition, he would be beheaded by the same governing authorities to which he encourages us to submit. Of course, this raises protests. Should more have resisted Hitler or Stalin? Of course. Am I saying that they were instituted by God? I don't know. I can only receive this passage as it is. Without jumping to extremes, let's generally accept that God is in control even over the worst of leaders. We can follow Paul's example, or Bonhoeffer's for that matter. Do what's right. Even suffer for doing good. The world, billions of times over, is better for the good because of Paul. But for today, relax. However you hope the most recent election would have gone, God is bigger. That candidate they're just human. Make your request to God. The politician is almost entirely incapable of helping you anyway. Have an open posture of Christ-like submission so that you can be blessed. Breathe deep. Enjoy the day. Empires rise and fall. God is in control of it all. So go to Him. Well, God, where is my faith? If it's in our political system, then I'm in trouble. I'll remind myself today that you're the king. You're the true ruler, and I'm glad you are. Bring your kingdom here. Let me be a part. Help me live as you would have me live. I love you. Take a moment and express these thoughts to God in your own way.
Thank you for taking this time. Feel free to stay as long as you like. May God bless your day. I look forward to being here with you again next time.